maybe a minute after the intro in. For me and Zanelli, we are a solid 50 minutes in because we were getting some stuff done for y'all, getting some numbers organized. A lot Look, of notes were just taken. A lot of notes were just taken. So this will be a bad podcast normally, you know, makes sense. We're prepared, so it's going to be bad. Uh, welcome to the North South Podcast, guys. Um, actually, it might be bad because we are missing our friend, the Shorts, um, but he's got some stuff he's got to deal with. He had a bowling match today. He's a little tired after bowling. Uh, so we gave him the night off. He's had a, a rough week with bowling and school and everything getting into it. So, uh, right before the holidays, I get it. I said, cause I know I just got back from a vacation, hopped right back into work. I'm exhausted. Um, I don't know about you, Steve, but something right before the holidays, it's, it's just, it's draining, dude. It is a tough time to recover for the, uh, the holidays and all the shopping and, Yes. All the extracurricular activities, it's it's draining. Absolutely. So, um, welcome again, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, to the pod. Uh, bear with me, still dealing with a little bit of a yucky cough and nonsense, but we're here. We're ready to roll. Ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. And um, I guess the best way to start is, um, we don't have to go over all of them, but... Uh, Whole lot of money's been been uh, been spent in uh, Major League Baseball free agency. I mean, like money's getting thrown around. Baseball has no cap. <laughs> it's ridiculous, <laughs> literally and figuratively, no cap in baseball. Um, I will pull up Jeff Passan and all of his tweets within the last like week or so. Um, it's it's insane. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, stuff that we haven't talked about. Um, Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox, two years, 32 mil, leaving Atlanta. Um, Aaron Judge almost signing with the Giants, people thought, going back to New York for, was it eight or nine years for like 360? It's nine years for 360. Nine years, 360, yeah. Um, Jamison Tyone, pitcher, uh, to the Cubbies, four for 68. Love that signing. I like him a lot. Um, we were on when Tywin Walker signed last week, I do believe, with um, with the Phils. That's a big signing. It is. That, and then that's Matt, one of those signings that's going overlooked right now. I agree. Matt Strom as well, the left-handed reliever. Uh, left-handed reliever, two years, 15 mil. Not not the uh, best numbers, but there, there's definitely hope in the relief pitching for that. 
Yeah, but you know what? He's he's a veteran who's been around, um, good baseball player, and he's all in. Like he's ready to win. Like that's just what he wants to do, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a few more. Obviously, I think there's going to be a few, definitely a few more. Uh, Jose Quintana to the New York Mets. Ugh. Uh, two years, twenty six million. Uh, nice veteran pickup for the Mets. Uh, something I thought I'd see would happening, which did happen. Uh, Wilson Contreras, the former Cubs catcher, actually going to the other side of the rivalry with the Cardinals, signing on five years, eighty-seven and a half mil. Got the bag. Um, Deserves some- it. Oh, he's phenomenal, absolutely. Um, and he's he's a World Series winner. He's he's done some losing with the Cubs. He. He deserves to, to get that money. I believe his brother got signed too, right? So, to so William got traded. We'll talk about that. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Masataka Yoshida. No, I didn't sneeze. Um, great, great, great Jack. That's bad joke. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> no. um, Boston Red Sox signed him from overseas in Japan. Um, so after the posting fee, because you have to pay the club, just to talk, like just to, to negotiate and like take him from the team. Uh, it was $15.4 million. Uh, the Red Sox then paid Yoshida 90 million over um, five years. So it's five years, 105.4 essentially, but the Red Sox paid for him. He'll be getting, like I said, 90 mil out of that, I believe. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the, there's been just over billions of dollars. There's been over $2 billion as of December 7th. And then there was still more that happened. Um, Xander Bogarts then signs 11 years, 280 with the Padres. I know if you're the Padres, like they made a run for Trey Turner, for Aaron Judge. I want to get your opinion, Steve. Like they have Tatis coming back at some point. You have Haishan Kim, who is a gold glove caliber shortstop. What do you... Why are you bringing another shortstop in? I mean, if you just can decide you're going to just throw him here and throw him there and you want depth and, you know, DH, I get it. You want star power. You have Soto, Machado, Tatis, Kim, Cronenworth. It's a super deep lineup. But it gets to a point it's like, where are you putting him? You know what I mean? It almost seems as if maybe the Padres are ready to let go of Tatis. It makes you wonder. Or, or to trade somebody like Haas Young. I mean, you know what I mean? If you're if you're paying someone that much money to play shortstop when you already have a shortstop that's already really good, that means you're you want to get rid of one of them. And you you, you have two play. shortstops that are really good already on your unless, roster. Unless you want to keep playing chess with all these infielders. And that's the thing. It's like Machado is already a gold he, he's a gold glove shortstop. Let alone you put him at third, he's a gold glover there too. So it's not like you're gonna move one of them to third. I mean, maybe you move one of them to second, but then you have Cronenworth. Where do you move him? Like, it's – I'm interested to see what they do. I mean, Bob Melvin's a phenomenal manager with the Padres, and they're just trying to spend some money and get some some pieces, I guess. I don't know. I <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe they thought the Giants were going to sign him, so they go out and sign him and try to steal him. But then the Giants go ahead and sign Carlos Correa, 13 for 330, I think. Which is which is crazy. He's only a two time uh, all star. He is a career fun fact, two seventy nine hitter, phenomenal leader. They said he came into Minnesota last year in one year and instantly was a leader on that team. Um, but again, like he hit two ninety something, but tw- I think twenty two home runs, maybe like sixty four RBIs. I just don't know. I he's never posted. I, 
when I saw that contract, I didn't like it. I really didn't. You know what? The Giants, and that's the thing. Like, I don't listen to to Christopher Mad Dog Russo that much. High Heat. He he's he's just very loud. He yells a lot. It's it's kind of annoying. He's he's a big deal. He's a Hall of Fame journalist. I get it, but he made a good point. I was flipping through the channels today. It's like if you're the Giants, Aaron Judge was like the name. You know, he's going to sell tickets. He's going to bring in season ticket members. He's a big name like that. Carlos Correa is not going to do that. Like he said, for as great as he's been in the playoffs and all the, and I know that's, you know, part of the reason why the Giants bringing him in and Brandon Crawford's past his prime at shortstop. Obviously he had a great yeah, career, like 37. But yeah. He, it's, it's time <laughs> to move on. Um, but the thing is, man, is Correa really going to like over 162 games change your team that much? He's not I, a, fr- he's not a face of the franchise type player. He's and, like, he's like a second, third best guy on a team. Yes. And when push comes to shove, he's not going to be a shortstop much longer. Not a good one anyway. His, his numbers are already starting to fall. Like maybe move him to third base. You know, I I don't know. I, it, I I wonder about it. I liked it when I saw it, and then you look at the details, and it's a lot. Um, something I do like, unfortunately, um, I like the contract for the player. I, I hate the team. Obviously, the New York Mets. Um, Brandon Nimmo resigning eight years, one hundred sixty-two million dollars. Um, hey, that man, he won the batting title, I believe, right? I think Jeff McNeil won the batting title. Oh, it was Jeff McNeil. I it was but, either it was one or the other. But Nimmo, remember. but Nimmo's still a solid player, like great outfielder. Um, gonna play every day for you. Quality player, still pretty young. I like it a lot. And then they go out and sign David Robertson, steal him from the Phillies, one year, ten mil. Um, so the Mets are still gonna be really good. Let's be real here. I'm uh, happy. I'm happy with the Phillies. What they lost in pitching, they gained right back and possibly got even better in their pitching staff. I mean, you look right now, and um, who was it? Um, Syndergaard actually just signed with the Dodgers today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, Did you see, uh, for, oh, you, you didn't announce uh, Zach Eflin. Yeah, we, that happened, I think, right before. I don't know if we talked about it last week. Eflin to the Rays. That is actually a fun fact. I believe it's the biggest contract the Rays have given a free agent. I yeah, mean, they, they, they don't like, like to pay they, their guys. No, they gave Wander Franco that ginormo deal, which obviously he deserves. He's the generational talent, but they don't give out money in free agency. And I think he got what three for thirty nine, something like three, that. Three for forty. Yeah, so it's cool to see. They're, I mean, they're putting they're, a lot I, of trust in him. That that just goes to show if you're paying well, if if he has the highest free agent contract ever in Rays history, that means you got to have some faith in him. Yeah, and here's the thing, like. Zach Eflin, we saw him for all those years in Philly. First of all, good luck to him. He's a class act. He's incredible. He did whatever the team needed him to do, especially coming back this year, coming back, knowing he wasn't going to be a starter, and they put him in the bullpen. And it was up and down, Rocky, a little bit at times. But he's just a, a competitor and a class guy. Um, I've always been a fan of him. They got him in, I believe, in the Cole Hamels trade, actually, um, or in, in the Jimmy Rollins. It was one of those from either the Rangers or the Dodgers. Um, and one of those, you know, Hamels or Rollins or Utley trades, they got him. And, um, yeah, he's been great. Been very good, very steady. Um, Philly's put a nice little montage of him up in uh, on Twitter, on social media. He commented back, I wish him nothing but the best. And, and he got the know, pitch in the World Series before he got traded. Exactly. Or not before he signed. Sorry. Yeah. And, not and, it, it's, yeah. Uh, and hey, man, the, Ray, the Rays, dude, they know how to make pitchers phenomenal. So, I hope he I hope he competes and uh, gets to play in the playoffs. The Rays, I'd love to see that. Um, another one too, the Mets 
uh, Kodai Sanga. Um, he is also, I believe he was another Japanese posting, uh, five years, 75 mil. Um, he's, he's going to be a nice, nice arm though, but the Mets are looking at literally like, I think close to $400 million or more for the payroll, which is disgustingly absurd. Um, and then, but what you talked about, Steve, with William Contreras, um, Wilson's brother, uh, the Braves kind of make a, almost a little bit of a head-scratching move. Um, trade for Sean Murphy from the A's. Very good player. Um, you already have Travis Darno, who's an all-star catcher. He is 34. He's getting a little bit older. But Alex Anthropolis, their GM, has already come out and said, we've talked to Darno, we've talked to Brian Snitker, the, the, the manager of the team. The plan is, you know, let Snit play him wherever. You know, we can split DH time and catcher time, but they're pretty much going to be like, splitting catching duties which i guess makes them fresh come the end of the season or you know if there's any injuries you have two all-star catchers now i i just don't understand I, unless you just don't have the faith in darnell and you have william Contreras. maybe you don't trust him as a catcher moving forward i i don't know i i'm not huge on the move for the braves i think they need to focus on somebody like i don't know Dancy swanson um who at this point i think he's my my projection is the Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to sign him. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to go to like a bad team that wants to spend big money. And I I can't blame him. He's he's won his World Series. Good ass player. He's phenomenal, and he just keeps getting better. And the Braves, they said they gave them as their their best offer. And if they're not going to up it, I hope he makes his money. Plus, get him out of the NL East. Love to see that. Absolutely. Um, and one takeaway I took from that uh, William Contreras, and for that they got Sean Murphy from the A's. The A's are pathetic. Yeah, uh, I will say they are stockpiling, stockpiling prospects. Um, they get um, Astori Ruiz from Milwaukee, who they had gotten from the Padres in the Josh Hader trade. Um, and Kyle Muller, really nice left-handed pitcher from the Braves, also going to Oakland. Um, there's a couple more people that are moving on. A um, couple, like uh, Manny, Manny Pena was with Milwaukee, he was a catcher as well. I mean, they're getting people, but I I don't know. I just – it kind of makes you wonder. Uh, Ross Stripling to the Giants, two years, 25 mil. Um, Carlos Correa, like I said, yeah, goes to the Giants. <clears throat> and then that's pretty much all we've talked about. Owen Miller got traded today. I don't know if you saw that from – um, I did not see that. Cleveland and Milwaukee, they traded him for a player to be named later or cash. to kind of just move him on. Um, and then Noah Syndergaard to the Dodgers. I don't see numbers. If I had to guess, it'd be probably something like one for ten to fourteen. If I had to guess, yeah, they didn't they didn't release any numbers. I, it just said he he went to the Dodgers. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, good for Syndergaard, though. I've I've always been a fan of him. It'd be nice to see him kind of reevaluate himself, reinvent himself, not reevaluate, uh, reinvent himself coming back from all the injuries and the surgeries. So. Yeah, that's um, a lot of baseball talk, and I love it. We don't really – it's been a little bit since we talked baseball, but free agency, hot stove's been real hot, so um, had to talk about it. But uh, with that being said, what do we say uh, we shift into uh, week 14? Overall, pretty good week. Yeah, not a bad week of football. Um, Bears didn't play, so that was different. Um See, that's the, the thing with the week 14 bye. First of all, 
So many teams are on a bye. <laughs> it destroyed my fantasy team, dog. Oh my god. But you know what's funny? It's like it's like uh Roger Goodell got it right with who was getting the bye this week. It was pretty much all dumpster teams other than the commanders. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Colts Colts run a bye, Packers run a bye, Commies run a bye. <clears throat> Excuse me, my Bears run a bye. Yeah, but didn't know me fantasy wise. So but there's a couple interesting takeaways we can uh we can put together uh, from this week. Absolutely. Um, Bring it up. Start it up, buddy. I, I got to go. I got to start. It's not even the Thursday night game. I do want to talk about the Thursday night game, though, because uh, some interesting stuff happened that night. Um, I got to start off with the Lions, dude. The wow. Lions, baby. It's crazy. I We talked about it with whose line was it anyway. Um, they were favorited 5-7 and seven against a 10-2 and two team. They were favorited at home. And it showed why. Um, the Vikings are officially, I think, the first team to win 10 games out of their first 13 and to have a negative point differential. That it doesn't make sense. It, <laughs> that that it, just goes to show you have a phenomenal offense, but your <laughs> defense is absolute trash. If you had to, in my opinion, I mean, obviously, I'm not calling Kirk Cousins a Heisman Trophy winner. But it reminds me a lot of USC. Great offense, great receiver, quarterback who can get the ball downfield. Defense can't tackle. They they don't. And Harrison Smith didn't play. Um, like I said, that might be a bad comp considering, you know, Caleb Williams it, it probably going to be like three times the quarterback Kirk Cousins ever, ever is. But, I, I mean, and it sort of reminds me of great offense, defense can't play for shit. Um that's the reason why they will not make the Super Bowl. Because if you put that offense on 50% of the teams in the NFL, they are either a Super Bowl favorite or a Super Bowl contender, I'd say. They remind me of the Bengals with a really shitty defense. <laughs> like, it just – oh, could you imagine this? Maybe put the Vikings offense and the Ravens defense together. Great team. Yeah, they'd be a good team. Yeah, but yeah, Vikings defense blows dogs. But I, I'm happy for the for the Lions, dude. I, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm I'm ecstatic right now. You have to be. You're you're six and seven. You were you were one and six at one point. One and I six, mean, and after the loss they had to the Patriots, you remember they got shut out. Yeah, that was that 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 almost was like, like a season ender type. It was game. rock bottom, rock yeah. bottom. It was like oh, same old Lions. They stink. They're terrible. And then, you know, game against the Dolphins, they're up, what, 14 nothing in that game? Blow the lead. I hate to say it. The game that kind of, like, I think maybe not the game, but one of the games that really turned their season around, the comeback went against the Bears. <laughs> really changed their season. 31-30, I believe they won that game. It, I don't know. They just – they're so scrappy. They play hard every week. They, they love Dan Campbell. I love Dan do. Campbell. We're um, big Dan Campbell stand. Amon Ross St. Brown is otherworldly. Yeah, and guess who's back for the lines? DeAndre Swift. And Jameson Williams had his yep. debut this week. That, first, that offense is nasty. First ever catch, 41-yard touchdown. You know who else had their first ever catch in that game? Panay Sewell. <laughs> and they and the Lions went for it on, on a – they did a fake punt on fourth and seven and converted. like On their own 20. Yeah, like – no one, no one, 
goes for a fake punt more than Dan Campbell. So like, if you're expecting the, if you're not expecting the unexpected, do do the unexpected with the lines. They're yeah, they're like, pulling tricks out of their ass and they're converting on everything. I don't understand. Like, if you're the Vikings, I mean, honestly, to me, if you're any team in the NFL, if the Lions line up in punt formation, like, you have to be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, Jack Fox probably the best punter in the NFL. You're not don't, blocking his kick. You know don't what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't even need him. It kills me. <laughs> and but like that's the thing. Like, don't even bother trying to block the punt. Just be ready for a fake every time. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I just I, me and you were praying for a Lions playoff berth. Of we, course, and we I'm a Bears that. fan. Like, but I I hope the Seahawks and or Giants fall out. The I think the, I think the spot. Giants are going to fall out. Honestly. Both the Giants and the Seahawks are not looking too good right now. Like well, they're they're falling the they're falling to what we thought they were going to be almost. Let me do the ESPN playoff machine real quick. Um, they have it out. They've had it out for a couple of weeks. I'll just do between the Giants. Well, let's run through it together and we'll we'll pick games real quick. Um, Seahawks play San Fran tomorrow. I got San Fran. Who who did you say San Fran's playing? Seattle. It's, it's, we're we're, uh, we're going to go over the schedule for the Giants, the Seahawks. We'll do the commies, too, I guess. Giants, Seahawks, commies, Lions. Okay. Uh, we have San Fran over Seattle, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, now, this is a tough one for the Lions at the Jets. I think that's going to be possibly the game of the week. That's going to be a good game. Um, Jets, think... Jets are in desperate mood. I mean, Lions they are just – they just. Lions just got to really just win, like, most I, of their games. For the rest I of, do think the Jets' defense finds a way to stifle, and I think Mike White finds a way – call me crazy. I think Mike White finds a way to win that game at the end. I do like the Jets by, like, two or three. Okay. So we'll give the Jets the win in that one. Um, and the Jets are fighting for their playoff lives as well. Um, and then you have Giants at Commanders. I like the commies all day. Dude, I'm rooting for the commies so hard. Yep. All right, so that is week 15. Um, week 16, let me see, uh, Commanders go to the Niners. I like the Niners in that one. Agreed. They're, they're just so good. Um, Lions at the Panthers, not an easy game as well. But Panthers have been playing tough. And they're playing for a division title, which is disgusting. Declan was, Declan was right halfway. He said they're fighting for a wild card. No shot. Um, they're fighting they're for a division, which, which is, is so gross, disgusting. But I do like the Lions to come out on top. They're not losing two in a row. No, and th- they're me, not losing to, to the Panthers. They're, give me, they're give just me the Lions. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that. Um, we have Giants at the Vikings. I like the Vikings in that one. Yeah, I think Vikings should should win that. They Correct. should. And where are the Seahawks at the Chiefs? Give me Kansas City all day. Absolutely. Um, all right, so week 17, second to last week. Um, looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. Browns at Commanders. That's a, that's a tricky game. Deshaun's kind of getting his feet under him a little bit, but I think at home, Washington finds a way to rise up and win. Cleveland's offense is dog shit with Deshaun Watson so far. I'm just going to ride the hot hand and just go with Washington's defense over the Browns offense. There we go. Um, this one hurts. Bears at Lions. I hate to do it. I, I, I think I like the Lions in that one. Although, 
<coughs> excuse me, that could be a letdown game for the Lions. I in season past that has letdown game written all over it. But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they beat my Bears. Uh, Seahawks and Jets. Am I crazy to say Jets going to Seattle and win that game? No, you're not crazy. I think I like it. I like the the Jets to go in there and win that. Seahawks have been looking like really terrible last couple weeks. I agree. Um, and then you have Colts at Giants. That game's gross. It's so ugly. Um, but I do think the Giants come out on top. Um, I've had them losing two in a row now. I think they they do kind of wake up and win that game. Um, so going into week eighteen, we have the Seahawks would be out. Uh, the Commanders would be up to the sixth seed at nine six and one. I love it. Giants seven at eight seven and one, and then you have the uh, the Seahawks at seven and nine. So they're 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 out at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and then you have uh, we have Detroit at eight and eight. Are they in? So not yet. Week eighteen. Here we go. Uh, we'll still focus on Seattle real quick. All divisional matchups. Um, Seahawks are hosting the Rams. They're going to win that game because the Rams are absolute. Even with Baker, which we'll talk about, I think the Rams are dog water. Um, The Seahawks at least have something to play for. They're at home. I'll give the win to the Seahawks in that one. Agreed. Um, Who do we have? Uh, The Commanders hosting the Cowboys. Ooh. Here's my thing. At that point, Dallas has nothing to play for. They're not, in my opinion, I don't I don't think the Eagles are going to find a way to lose the division. I think the Eagles will have already locked up the division by this point. Dallas will try to rest a couple starters, make sure they're healthy, going into the game against whoever the hell wins the NFC South. I think this has Washington written all over it, and they're going hot into the playoffs 3-1. and one. Yeah, you assume that Washington's still going to try, right? Well, they, they're playing for their lives. They have yeah, to. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. Um. Which means Giants and Birds. Giants are going to Philly with revenge on their minds. Eagles most likely have the one seed completely wrapped up at this point. I hate to do it. Are the Eagles backups enough to beat the New York Giants? Yes, Eagles are the Giants. They own them. They own so them. You have, you have the Eagles beating the Giants? Yep. Okay. Now, with that being said. Eagles, Eagles are 20. What the hell's the record? They're twenty three and six in their last twenty nine meetings. That's a lot wild. So for the Lions, it comes down to one game, a must win at Green Bay. Green Bay's got nothing to play for. I know, but I they, really hope. they will do whatever they can to ruin the Lions' hopes. That's what I'm saying. It scares the shit out of me. But let me tell you, Jordan something. Love's probably going to be playing at that point. I think. The Lions pull this one out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they are going to Green Bay, and they are going to use the Packers as toilet paper and wipe their asses with the Packers. Go into Lambeau, end the season on a high note, and get the seven seed at nine and eight. All right. We'll make a pact. Since you said you're going to be rooting for the Eagles since the Bears are out. Yeah, yeah. If the, hypothetically, you know, you never know. Super Bowl is never get never given. If the Eagles lose anywhere in the playoffs, we go in full lines. 
<laughs> if they make it that far. <laughs> if, they, if the Lions can make this Super Bowl, <laughs> you got me you got me coughing, dog. <laughs> Dude, the, if, if the Lions made the Super Bowl, the football pools for like the scores are gonna be all weirded out. Oh my god. I'm not gonna know what to do. If they go from one and six to playing in the Super Bowl. Like Dan Campbell to the Hall of Fame, dude. <laughs> Automatic coach of the year. Doesn't even oh, matter. Um I mean I'm gonna be rooting for Buffalo or Cincinnati if we're being real here, but yeah. Um, I'd like to see Buffalo win, honestly. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Um hell I'll root for the Lions. Why not? Yeah, I'll be I'll be pulling for the Eagles because that's you know, they're kind of like my second team. Mm. Um but yeah, that's that's a fun little tangent we just went on. We won't we won't go over every single game because we just went on a little bit of a tangent. But yeah. I had to do it. Four weeks left. We'll see. It's fun to play those, you know, the probables, and we'll we'll be talking about it as we go along. Um, stuff to talk about. But let's um, let's hop into this though. How about um, first of all, Justin Jefferson? It's not your fault that uh the defense stinks. He had eleven for like two twenty five, I think. Um. This is on the record. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, we say it every week, and it's true. It's yeah, he's unreal. Um, yeah, wow. Um, but talking about the playoffs, I got to give uh, give your team credit. The Philadelphia Eagles went in and absolutely waxed the New York Giants, forty-eight to twenty-two, and it wasn't that close. No, the game wasn't the game wasn't close at all. Like even when it was it was kind of close in the beginning of the game, I felt full confidence that they were going to pull it together and just dismantle the Giants. Yeah. Like on, on paper, you compare these two teams, it's so lopsided. Like you could you could put anybody, you can like put put both teams on a paper and who who would you rather have on each on each side of the ball? Eagles I think wipe the floor in every position. There, there's a couple that I mean you got to look giant wise. I mean I do love Leonard Williams. Uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley is otherworldly, um, but Miles Sanders, man, it's phenomenal. But yeah, shout out to the Eagles. What I was saying, first team to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, they are officially twelve and one. I just, it, what can't they do? I said eleven wins this season. And they're at, they're at twelve through fourteen weeks. I think I had them at twelve and five. So I mean, I'm either I'm I'm going to be wrong too. Um, it's they're 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 a magical team. The only thing I will say, they've they've won a couple of close games. They really have not been tested that much this year. That does worry me a little bit going to the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Cowboys game was kind of close. I think this next Cowboys game will be close on Christmas Eve. I, I'm actually really excited for that game. That's going to be a, such a good game. If you're a football fan, you have to be excited for that game. Plus, honestly, Dallas has not been playing well. No, they haven't. Um, that's a Saturday night or two, isn't it? Mm, yeah, because Christmas is on a Sunday because we had my work's got off the next day because we got to take a holiday. Yeah, there's only three games on Christmas, fun fact, on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Yuck. What What sucks is that Miles Sanders is having an absolutely phenomenal year. It's a shame he's probably not going to be on the team next season. Yeah, I and I, I didn't even I completely forgot he's a free agent. 
Yeah, he's he's gonna get paid. As he should. I mean, he, I don't think the Eagles are gonna bring him back. Honestly, he's gonna, no. he's gonna he's gonna want money. One of the things I saw is in a mock draft actually today. I think it was Todd McShay. And number I, five, I heard about this taking Bijan Robinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. they said you know, let's be like a running back at number five is always a little sketch. What do the Eagles need? I mean, safety maybe, but you don't take a safety that high generally. They're set at quarterback. They're set at wide receiver. Their offensive line is solid. I mean, you could always use a pass rusher, I guess. But, like, I mean, if you're a run-first team who likes to throw the ball, Robinson, you get It's not crazy. It's not crazy. I just don't like a running back in the first round. I understand, but he's – there, there's certain players who, in my opinion, are are worth, you know what I mean, something like that. I do think that Bijan Robinson is is one of those players, like worth a top five pick. That might sound crazy, um, but can you see Howie drafting a running back in the first round? If you no, if you're Howie Roseman, he's going to go D line. That's just what he does. Um, line, <laughs> and I can't blame him. I mean. You have players like, you know what I mean, like Miles Murphy. Um, I almost wonder, I don't know if this is crazy to say either, Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata for as good as they are. Somebody like Peter Skaronsky as well, tackle out of Northwestern, that's always an option as well. Um, Tyree Wilson is a really good defensive end out of Texas Tech. That's a name. Brian East. If you maybe you want to get him with Jordan Davis, two D tackles, you have your replacements for Fletcher Cox. That's not a bad idea because I, I Fletcher's almost on his way out. It, that's what it seems. It it looks like for sure. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of different options here. Um, but let me tell you, as long as the Bears get one of either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr., I'm happy. <laughs> Plain and simple. They have the quarterback. They need a defensive presence on the line. And those are the two guys I won. But I don't know. I mean, I like Rob. Rob Robinson's a stud, Steve. I, I know you don't want to go running back first round, especially like top five. If your talent's there, I I, I can't blame him for doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's – um. Yeah, Eagles smoke the Giants. Um, I do want to talk Raiders and Rams a little bit just because of how – how do you live with being a Raiders fan right now? Like, they're 5-8. and eight. They could easily be 8-5, and 10-3. and three. They'd be looking at playoffs right now. Easily. Easily, dude. And with the roster they have, it's, it's a shame. I feel bad for Derek Carr. I really do. Is Derek Carr good? Yes. Yes. He just has terrible offensive line. Yep. And but the, only problem, the only problem is with Derek Carr, when he has a bad game, he it's has terrible. a really bad game. I think I really think he gets in his own head and he tries to dig himself out of the hole that he's dug and it just gets deeper. His his, his career is getting wasted on that team, if we're being honest. No, a thousand percent. He was an MVP. The year that they were unreal, I don't know if you remember, a few years back, and he broke his leg late in the season, and they just fell off. 
but he was probably the MVP. It reminds me, you know what it reminds me a lot of was Carson Wentz, the year mm-hmm. that he had with the Eagles when he was like the MVP. Yeah. The ACL against the Rams and then Brady wins the MVP. That was that was Derek, Derek Carr that year, and he breaks his leg and he's he's out. But so. from this game, you know who I'm happy for? Baker fucking Mayfield, dude. So Sh- happy. Sean McVay did not give a fuck. He knew Wolfer was hurt with his freaking neck. He's like, yo, let's put Baker in. Doesn't even know the place. He starts slinging it. Literally, <laughs> once one series, and he goes, yeah, Johnny, you can take a seat. We're going to put in Baker. And he honestly, I, I was looking at most of that game. He looked decent. Yeah, I was in Gatlinburg, so I, I, read, I had a really spotty connection. I only got to watch bits and pieces of the game. Like, he was actually, like, throwing it, like, yeah. 10, 15 yards a pop each throw. Like he's, which... he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. So. And if you think about it, he's probably on his like last legs of trying to get a starting gig. If we're yeah, honest. this is this is a good audition for him. And you know what? There was a team that I heard. First of all, I don't think you can rule out the Rams as a possibility of bringing him back. I I wonder about Stafford. I mean, you get to neck injuries like that and spinal cord injuries. Those I, are career enders, dude. And he's been I, around for twelve years. I won't be shocked if he retires. He's won a Super Bowl now. I think he's a Hall of Famer. His his injuries are getting a little little scary. That's the thing. He's played a lot of football. He's been injured a lot. One of the toughest dudes we've ever watched. He's got his girls. He's got his wife. He's got a Super Bowl. I hate to – what else is there to prove, man? He's going to be a Hall of Famer. No he, doubt. As he should be. And But if not that, no team that I could really see Baker going to. And they, they were talking about it on, on, uh, on Cowherd Show today. Uh, Tampa Bay. If Brady leaves, I don't hate it. Baker with those weapons, you get the. Just get rid of top holes. Yeah, but even if you leave him in there, I mean, if you keep him, Byron Leftwich, whatever, who knows? I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Fournette, White, Scotty Miller, Cameron Great. I I like. um, If I'm a head coach that needs a quarterback that's not drafting one, get Baker a chance. He's still young. He's still young. He has talent. Kyle Trask is not the answer. No. So, like, he's not the answer, dude. Like, Baker, you give him a chance. He knows the division. I just – what is there to lose at that point if you're Tampa Bay? You know what I mean? I like it. I mean, <coughs> granted, Baker hasn't been the most successful quarterback in, in his career so far, but he's still so young. He's only been in the league for, what, four or five years? Yeah, he wasn't given a fair shot in Carolina this year, man. I mean – No. Matt, no, they Matt did him Rule, dirty. Matt Rule's a – a joke. I think I think this just goes to show Matt Rule just sucked because the Panthers actually are playing de- okay football. Their defense is lighting it up right now. Here's the thing. Do you take the interim tag off of Steve Wilkes? Honestly, you I go after somebody like a Dan Campbell in Steve the offseason. Wilkes, Steve Wilkes never got the chance. They did him dirty in uh, for the Cardinals. That Cardinals team was putrid to begin with. I agree. He, he didn't get a fair chance with the Cardinals, and they literally just dropped him for Cliff Kingsbury, who's a bad coach. So, yeah. I say Steve, give Steve Wilkes a shot. I mean, the players love him. He's from Charlotte, too. Like, that's his, that's his home team. I, I think it's definitely something to think about. Um, speaking of the Panthers, going into Seattle, big win. And 30-24, to 24, it wasn't that close either. I know we just said that with the Eagles game. It was not that close. I mean, 
they looked good. Sam Darnold, fun fact, two and zero as a starter. He's back. I I love him. I've I've been saying that from the start. I'm not giving up on Sam Darnold yet. I'm not willing to give up on him. He has had absolute dumpster fire head coaches in the NFL. He has had no chance to succeed with the Jets and then with the Panthers originally. Like it's I like Sam Darnold. He's kind of goofy. He's kind of awkward. And I love rooting for him. Massive head. Huge head. <laughs> um Seahawks, man. We, we were riding him so hard. They're they're coming down to earth. Yeah, and that you could tell they really, really missed Kenneth Walker. Oh yeah. Yeah, I that Geno Smith without a run game, really not that guy. Um Although Tyler Lockett, fun fact, I think that's six games or seven games in a row with a touchdown catch now. He's he's one of the most overlooked wide receivers he's I've ever widely star. Yeah. Phenomenal. And DK is DK. He's just a man. He's crazy. Um yeah, Seahawks really starting to fall out. I, I think it's only a matter of time. Watch, we say that. Have you heard anything on Brock Purdy? Fun great. We'll talk about that one, I guess, a little bit, but I know he's got an oblique injury. Is he still going to play tomorrow? Uh, I think they they still have him on track to play. Okay. Well, speaking of Brock Purdy. Um, Mr. Irrelevant. 49ers, 35. Buccaneers, 7. Um, you couldn't ask for a better start in your career as a starting quarterback. To beat Tom Brady and to absolutely light them up the way they did in his first ever start. That's so awesome. You know who was the backup for Brock Purdy in that game? Was it Josh Johnson? Yes, it was. <laughs> dude, the journeyman legend. Good for him, man. He's I've heard he's a really good dude, too. That's cool to say. Um real quick, you wanna you wanna go over how many teams he's played for? <laughs> yes. His career started in two thousand nine. Oh my god. And granted, he was out of the NFL for like four or five years. So yeah, he was in the XFL or the the USFL, wasn't he? Yes. So he played for Tampa Bay to start his career for yeah. three years. Then he was on Cleveland, then Cincinnati. Then he left the NFL. Comes back in 2018 for the then Redskins. Then he played for the Jets three years later, and then the same year he went to Baltimore, and now he's on San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> just just doing a tour of his country. That's all. Yeah, hey, he's getting paid. <laughs> you can't, you can't hate it. I love it, and you, that's a, that's a football guy. He loves it. Um, yeah, Brock Purdy, first ever uh, rookie quarterback to beat Tom Brady. It, well, not first rookie in their first ever start. Yes, yes. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, but he's he, but Brock Purdy, like you look at his numbers, like he's actually like doing it. Like he's he's putting in the work. He's not just being a game manager. He's throwing the ball high QBR. I mean, his passing yards are low, but he's very accurate. Yeah, but with that team, he doesn't need to do a lot. With how good that defense is and how good the running game is, and even if Debo excuse me, does miss a little bit of time, which I think he's going to, um, they still have weapons and they still have ways around that. You know what I mean? I know, so, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, like, you actually do got to give him credit. No, of course. Even absolutely. though it's a great team. No, it's – I mean – and something else I love – he threw a pick on one play, and it got called back for defensive holding or whatever it was. Next play was the bomb to IU. He threw the touchdown pass. 
like talk about first of all him being able to just put his balls on the table and be like you know what I messed up last play I'm making up for it right here go deep I'm throwing it and you're catching it and shout out to Kyle Shanahan to be like you know what you threw a pick erase it let's go right now throw throw, throw me a deep touchdown ball and he did it it's cool it's 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 awesome to see the, the 49ers are really easy to root for man they first of all the bears beat them earlier in the season so i have that for me um so the far, the farther the 49ers go the more i can be like yo the bears look how good they are they just don't show up against everybody else um i'm completely kidding they the bears suck it is what it is um but I, I, I like the Niners, and I would love to see. Oh, I mean, I guess if you're an Eagles fan, you would, but you wouldn't love to see 49ers and Eagles maybe to go to the, the NFC Championship game. That's the, team, that's the team I'm scared of. I'm scared of the 49ers. As yeah, they, they're phenomenal. And it's not like the Cowboys where they're like – they have a couple of really good players in different positions. The 49ers are incredibly well coached too. Yeah. Like Mike McCarthy's a big goofball. Kosh Anahan knows what the hell he's doing. The amount, the amount of coaches he loses every year. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's. He's going to be a head coach. That's a name for the Panthers, too, with that defense. Yeah. Just saying, man. That, that'd be something. But I think we got to talk about, too, maybe next week, being like, hey, who's who's on the hot seat? Co- potential coaches to fill their, their openings next week, the week after. Mm-hmm. Maybe something fun to talk about with Declan. Yeah. Um, Raven Steelers, kind of an ugly game. Both quarterbacks get hurt. So it, it just, there's actually a lot of quarterbacks right now that are hurt. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just going to hope is hurt because they stinks. Ryan Tannehill. Cause that team is so bad. Derek, Derek Henry fumbled twice. I think, right? Yeah. 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 He sorry, yeah, you hurt your team. I'm sorry, buddy. I still um, want, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> must be nice. Uh, Titans stink. Like we, we we were trying to give them like oh yeah they're good against bad teams no they they suck yeah they're not they're not very good anymore the plus the, the Jaguars are playing they're playing as that team like oh let's ruin a team's playoff chances they're the being Jaguars still have a mathematical chance to win the division yeah they're not they're fully two, out of it they're two games back of the Titans and they own the tiebreaker they're two back with four to go so it could happen. Um, Cowboys Texans talk about a team trying to overlook another team. Do you know how bad I was rooting for the te- that game? Uh, came on after the Eagles game, I was locked in. Yeah, oh, I was locked in too. I was, I, I had my uh, my Sunday ticket up, but you know, the Texans went full tank mode on the one yard line with Jeff Driscoll or Jack Driscoll, whatever his name is. Jeff, you were right the first time, yeah, yeah, they go for a freaking quarterback option. With him as the quarterback and <laughs> epic fail. Yeah, they went like opposite ways too. It was it was just it was like oh yeah they're the Texans that's right they had it the Texans had it they yeah, should have won that game they the Texans lost that game the Cowboys didn't win that game yeah I mean I gotta give the Cowboys props on that final drive that they had they they marched right down the field yeah it, they were like hey by the way we're the Cowboys we're way better than you watch this I, but no way we, in hell should that game have been close. No. no. Uh, when it was a 17 and a half point spread. Yeah. I, um, Too many <laughs> That's why Jacob's ticket. We'll talk about it. Um, 
the one thing I will say, one of the biggest differences, Eagles and Cowboys, I think it was Miles Sanders or somebody said something about – I think maybe it was Sanders. Congratulations on like a 1,000 yards or whatever, and he's like, that doesn't mean anything to me. We still have unfinished business. Jalen Hurts on the sidelines after they were up like 21 nothing was just sitting there, just laser-focused, like nothing was happening. Trayvon Diggs comes out and tweets after the game. Like, first thing he did was go on Twitter. That was my interception. I had, the ball, I had my hands on the ball first. Not like, great team win, we came back and won. He's a clown. Like, that's what he's worried about, is an interception on a Hail Mary. Hate to tell Cowboys fans this, he's a super overrated corner. I wouldn't say overrated. He He's great at what he does, but he gets burned way too much. But that, That's my point. He yeah, but to be fair, he, that's he's, the, he's too worried about interceptions. But that's the kind of player he is. He is a game changer in that sense where he can get his hands on the ball, but he's a double-edged sword. That's the thing. Like you, you take you take the good with the bad with Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he's a very big-time player, but he's also a liability. No, it's 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 the truth, and I think some of that's going to come back to bite them in the playoffs. I really do. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what game I want to talk about now? What? Um, for once, the Broncos' offense wakes up. And yeah, they they're, down, they're down, what, 27 nothing or something like that? Yeah. They they finally score above, like, 20 points for the first time, like, since the beginning of the season, and they still lose. <laughs> yeah. There's great that's... defense that's only given up, like, 15 points a game. You, you score 28. You did your jobs. And then the defense, for once, doesn't show up. But you are playing against Pat Mahomes, so, like, which he didn't have a great game, by the way. Yeah, fun uh, fact: that was the Broncos' first game. Uh, that was the highest scoring game of the season, twenty-eight. That they 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 beat the Jaguars twenty-one to seventeen. Um, they lost to the Raiders thirty-two to twenty-three. So they've scored twenty or more points three times this year. And we had some uh, Brett Rippey in action. Yeah, I I hope Russ is okay for for his. Much fun as we make of him, and for as shitty as as he's been this year, I hope he's okay because that was a nasty hit. Yeah, he was sacked six six times. Yeah, the, the, he stinks, but like that O line stinks. Nathaniel Hackett stinks. It's just that is such a toxic, toxic environment right now. Also, also from the game, welcome to the show, Jerry Judy. Had had yeah. himself a game. Jerry Judy's a stud. This and- was this the good breakout game for him. And my boy on the bench, Jarek McKinnon, had a game. Seven for 112 with two touchdowns. Yeah, that's because Pat Mahomes, the the, the stupid little <laughs> flip he had to him. He's so – dude. He's an alien. Man. He's just not human. It's like he threw three interceptions, and it's like, yeah, but, like, it's Pat Mahomes. Who cares? <laughs> he threw for 352, so. Yeah, it's like, well, when he's making plays like he does to Jarek McKinnon and his team is – 10 and 3 without Tyreek Hill, and the defense really isn't that great. I, I'm going to let it slide. Yeah. Rock uh, um, is at 3 and 10. Whew. That's just pathetic. Uh, Chargers, big one of the Dolphins, Sunday Night Football. Dolphins kind of, I'm a little worried. Them going Dolphins make me nervous, dude. Tua had a horrendous. Even after the pass to Tyreek Hill, 4 of 18. That was at halftime, too, I believe. It was like 3 of 17 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Waddle wasn't involved until the fourth quarter. Like that was such a weird game for the Dolphins. Like they're looking. I, I'm scared for the Dolphins. Honestly, they had back-to-back losses. It's not looking too good. 
Yeah, going to Buffalo this week is on a Saturday night with a possible snowstorm. They're not winning that game. Yeah, I Colin Colin goes. Oh, Bills by three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins. Nice. Dolphins are bad in cold weather situations. Apparently, I was listening to uh, PMT and they were saying that it was fifty-five degree weather, in um in LA, and the the Dolphins had heaters on their benches. Yeah, it's fifty-five degrees. Relax. Um, apparently, so Tua, he's played in three games below fifty degrees. Fun fact, in his career in the NFL, 0-3 in those games. Um, QBR no higher than, like, you know, a 0 to 100. I think no higher than, like, 18. That's so really games, bad. Like, it's – they don't just lose. Like, he's he's bad in those games. I, I'm very There's no right way the Bills fan. lose on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Whittle, Whittle, I love you. I'm nervous if I'm a Dolphins fan. And the Patriots didn't look terrible against... Dude, Patriots... Yeah, if the Patriots come out of nowhere and make it to the playoffs, Bill Belichick... Well, here's the thing, dude. The Dolphins got to worry because bringing up the standings and bringing up the playoffs, dude, uh, Miami is the sixth seed right now. You have the Chargers and Jets both one game back of you. Cincinnati's not going to fall off. I mean, it's those four teams for two spots. It's the Dolphins... The, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Jets. But, like, I, I I think the Dolphins, I mean, looking at their schedule, I mean, there's winnable games. There's games they can lose. They're at the Bills on Saturday. Then they're home against the Packers. You have to win that game. And then they're at the Patriots, another cold-weather game. And then they're home against the Jets. Not an easy game. Like, three of their next four games – they could lose. They need to win these last two weeks. And then they would probably be sitting pretty. I mean, you had to win at least one of them. Like, you had to beat the Chargers. You had to. Yeah. That you're, nine the... and four, you're nine and four. You go to Buffalo, and then, you know, you lose. You're nine and five. You're still, like, you have to win against Buffalo. And then if you don't, you, you absolutely have to beat the Packers. Then you have to win at least one of two between the Patriots and the Jets. If yeah, not, then, then you got to worry about what the Patriots and Jets are going to be doing, as well as the Chargers. So they're they're in a shitty situation. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. Almost as bad as this cough. I apologize. I'm going to be editing. You'll hear you'll hear things, but uh, let's see. We've talked pretty much every game, um, at least a little bit. Bengals finally get the monkey off their back with the Browns. You t- you told me I remember too because I texted you my picks when I thought I was going to take and you were like yeah. only one that scares me is the Bengals and I said listen I just I just knew I said Deshaun Watson second game back not very good still Bengals are due for a win and they are hot and they've won six or seven they started zero and two since then they are nine and two they're a very good football team and uh, I think they're they're putting the AFC on notice. Yeah, they're back, like officially back. Yeah, I mean the way they beat Kansas City, and twenty three to ten, it was twenty three to three at one point. Like it wasn't close. Um, they're so fun and easy to root for too. Let alone the fact that I have Burrow as my quarterback. Um, they're going to Tampa next week, three and a half point favorites in that game right now, um, and then they go to New England. They're on Christmas Eve. They're three point favorites right now. Um, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. 
Oh my god, the last Monday nighter of the year. Bills Bengals, last Monday nighter of the year in Cincinnati. Oh shit. Week seventeen. That's awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Happy New Year. Um and then week eighteen they play the Ravens. That's probably for the division. That I that might be the Sunday nighter. I we talked about that. I, we'll see what happens, but that's this, exciting. And this is also the first week of the um Saturday games. Yes, three of them this week, and all of them are actually halfway decent. I mean, the Colts stink, but, like, the Vikings, that's interesting. Um, the Ravens, Browns, the Browns kind of stink, but the Ravens may be playing Anthony Brown. You don't know what happens. That's interesting to see. And then Dolphins, Bills, I think the Bills just, oof. Watch, watch the Dolphins come out and, like, smack the Bills. I don't see it happening. No, but... I don't either, but watch. Dude, watch. Buffalo's only a, a seven-point favorite. That's why I say, like, I I don't know. I, I would take Buffalo with the points, but there's something about it. I don't know. By the way, the Browns are favorited against the Ravens. I think it's the Anthony Brown factor. I really do. By three. And then Minnesota is favorited by four. By four, yeah. Yeah, San Fran by three tomorrow night on the road. I'm interested to see that one. Eagles are only nine-point favorites against the Bears next week. That's fun. Um, Eagles by a million. I feel like uh, it needs to be higher. <laughs> that needs to be higher than nine. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Saints are four point favorites against Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. That's fun to say. Oh, Desmond um, Ritter's playing? Yeah, he's starting. Nice. They actually just they're putting Mar- Mar- Mariota on uh, the IR. He's he had knee surgery. Um, Lions and Jets is even to pick them. Panthers are actually favored against the Steelers. That 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 might be a really fun game, fun fact, or I mean, really ugly too. But oh, we should we forgot to talk about something about the Steelers, Mitch, dude. Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> oh, he's 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 equal opportunity though. He threw a pick to the left, to the center, and to the right. So <laughs> he's like, well, I mean, I've thrown one here and here. May as well just throw it across the rest of the field. And they still almost won that game, right? God. Um, so, you want to explain why we were working so hard before the pod started? Uh, I would love to. So, as most of you know, Steve Zanelli <coughs> – sorry. <coughs> Steve Zanelli does not sound like Jacobs. Um, no, but Steve Zanelli, um, our gambling guru – I think I'm okay, but it's hard being in North Carolina and not legally being able to gamble um, – we decided to do our bets of the week every week. Um, as a little ode to our review of the week with Zanelli, we changed it up. We did bets of the week. We've really gotten into it, especially with Zanelli being a, a full-on co-host with us now. Um, but as he would keep records throughout the season of how we were doing in our bets, we all got a little sloppy. You know, Declan is our TikTok guy. We really haven't been putting out too much social media content and, I really haven't been posting as much as I should be as well. And Steve got a little bit sloppy with with uh, with his Twitter. But you know what? We decided we hopped on our phone call, on our on our anchor call here uh, for the pod. And that's why we've been taking so long. We got all of the records. We went back all the way from week six to week 14 when the records had stopped. And um, we did the math together, me and him. We fixed everything. And we officially have our records, including this week, completely done. We- and we have the standings updated. We went 
game by game of all our picks since like week like seven. Yeah, it, it took about we, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we put a lot of effort into tonight's podcast to get so, make sure all our numbers are right. Going into this week, little update. Um, Zanelli and Jacobs have had a little bit of a back and forth with first place. Um, we had going into week 14, Zanelli sitting in first, a game up on Jacobs. 26 wins, 20 losses, and two pushes. Uh, we had Jacobs at 25, 21, and two pushes. And then we had the shorts in last, but not by a lot. 21, 26, and one push. Um, so, Zanelli, you want to talk about the bets for this week, week 14? Um, yeah, so our bets of the week for this week, uh, Jacobs and I both went two and two, and DeShorts had the best week going three and one. Yeah, that's very rare for us to say. Uh, I'm just going to go quick quick play-by-play uh, play of what we picked. Uh, Jacobs, you had your lock of the week was Bengals minus five and a half. That hit, they won by 13. Uh, your dog of the week was Texans plus 17 and a half. Too many points. They almost won the game. Yeah, they, they um I didn't see that <laughs> happening, but no. I thought I thought it'd be like 14, but <laughs> yeah, uh your over of the week was Dolphins Chargers, unfortunately, that they only scored 40 and the over was at 52 and a half and your under was Chiefs Broncos at 43 and a half. Yeah, fuck fuck that. The one time I hit Broncos in an under and they they decided to score 28 points. Yeah, makes no sense. God. Um, Declan's picks of the week. He had Dolphins at minus three and a half. They lost outright by six. Uh, his dog was Panthers plus three and a half. Great pick. They won flat out. Uh, his over was Texans Cowboys at 44 and a half. The total was at 50 and his under was Browns Bengals at 47 and a half. And they only scored 33 points. By the way, does, does Declan ever win a favorite? Uh, yeah, we were going through week (laughs) by week. I think it was just last week where his only favorite one, I'm pretty sure, out of the whole season. He uh, almost, at, least, he, at least it's like week six or week seven, yeah. For everybody listening, you're almost a lock to bet against Declan's favorite. <laughs> yeah, if if you ever go on Twitter or if we post a TikTok and you see what Declan has chosen as his favorite, he's going to hate us when we say this. Too. He's going to be like, you motherfuckers. Just, well, he had a great week. He went no, three he and did. one. That was – and. But his one loss, his favorite. So, yeah. just just if he takes them as his favorite, take take the other person, take the points, go go elsewhere. And as for my picks, I even put in our group chat. I said my picks are gross this week. Yeah. I just went I just went on a limb. I took Titans minus three and a half. Yikes. I really did think they were going to win. It was the Jaguars, but the Jaguars love beating up on teams that are trying to get into the playoffs. So. Plus, the Titans are officially good, stink. They stink. Oh, that was the Evan Ingram game, by the way. Yeah. Uh, sixth time ever a Jaguars tight end has gone for 100 yards or more in the franchise history. Granted, they're a newer team, but still, that's a lot of tight ends to Dude, go through since, like, the 90s. <laughs> Gronk and, and Travis Kelsey have done it, like, 30-plus times each. Disgusting. Yeah, it's oh, insane. By the way, fun fact about that. Evan Ingram's game <laughs> put him at number four in fantasy. That's foul. In tight ends. That's how that's how rough tight ends have been. Yeah. Um, my uh dog of the week was Jets plus nine and a half. I thought it was too many points for a decent team, even though it was against the Bills. It was, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they covered. Uh they only lost by eight. I just hope um, Mike White's okay. God, yeah. some of those hits. Like ugh. uh my over 
was 49ers Buccaneers over 37 and a half. That number Unreal. is so gross. The 49ers scored 35 points by themselves. Yeah, it I Yeah, it hit in a way that nobody thought it was going to hit. Yeah. And then I took Eagles Giants under 44 and a half solely because NFC East rivalries technically are low scoring games. But I need to keep thinking about it. It's the Eagles. They scored over like 140 points their last three weeks. Like they're they're on stupid right now. So yeah, that's wild. I I went two and two. Um, so far me and Jake is battling back and forth for for first place. Declan at one point he was pretty much at 500, and then he's starting to dwindle back. He's three Declan, games under 500 right now. Declan had a really bad start to the season. He got hot and did a little bit midway through the season. Um, up to week ten. He was 17, 18, and 1. And then he had two relatively bad weeks, actually three kind of bad weeks. Um, he ended up going three, I think, um, 21, 23, 26, like three and seven or whatever it is. So uh, along those lines, um, <clears throat> maybe three and nine, whatever it was, um, did not have the best couple weeks. But he's back. Who, who's back of the week? Declan Shorts. And his gambling picks. Not his favorites, though. Not his favorites. Also, side side note, uh, rest in peace, uh, Mike Leach. Yeah, I meant to say that when we started. Uh, that's such a shame, man. Rest, rest in peace, Mike Leach, 61 years old. Um, Gone too soon. Absolutely. Um, Iconic. Iconic person to talk to. Oh, just a goofball. Um, the story about with Lincoln Riley, you heard that on PMT, right? With when – Actually, it was from today. I actually did listen today. I don't normally listen to the Wednesday pod. Yeah, but... they um they brought up the fact where Lincoln was still an assistant there, and um they were like he answered a phone call, and Lincoln Riley kind of you know was like oh Mike Leach a short phone call for him is like thirty minutes to an hour, no matter who it is, um because he just loved talking to people. He he just was talking for like an hour or whatever. He lost the call, called the guy back, and talked for another, like, 30 minutes. So Lincoln was like, oh, Mike, who is that? And he goes, I don't know, wrong number. <laughs> just, like, talked to some dude for, like, an hour, dropped the phone call, and then called him back for another 30 minutes just to talk to him. That's the kind of person Mike Leach was. Um, obviously, we didn't know Mike Leach personally, but it still is a shame to hear. Um, iconic Texas Tech turned that program around. You know, with Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree, I remember they had a huge upset win over Texas back in the day. Um, Michael Crabtree caught a touchdown, ran it in as time expired. Um, just awesome, so awesome to see. They had some good teams too, the Red Raiders. Um, some of the best jerseys in college football too, in my opinion, on that field with like on night games, like the all black with the red trim. It just it just looks good. Um, yeah, Washington State turned them around. They were terrible for a few years. Um, had the best season in program history, if I'm not mistaken. And then went to Mississippi State and, you know, kind of doing his thing there. And it's a shame, you know, they lost them. And they, um, I believe they promoted the defensive coordinator today. I forget his name. But um, they promoted him today to the new head coach. So, obviously, it's, you know, it's sad. It's, it's a shame. You know, it's not how you want to get a job. But hopefully um, – you know he does well. I'm I'll be rooting for him absolutely. Um, moving forward, Mississippi State. I think you know it's a team you're probably going to be rooting for if if you don't really have a team like that in college football, or you're not like an SEC football fan like that. Where you're say you're a Gamecocks fan or Georgia, Bama, 
I think people will be rooting for Mississippi State moving forward. So, yeah, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Um, top 10? Let's do it. Power rankings, top 10. Uh, Zanelli, would you do me the honors, if you have any honorable mentions, some some rough roughness out of the top 10? I do have some honorable mentions. I actually have three. Which copy, dog? Oh, you're going to love this list. It's gross. I got Patriots, Lions, Commanders. That's foul. I have two of the three. But tell, uh, me, tell, tell me, I'm not wrong though with the honorable mentions. They're they're on the outside. They're all on the outside looking in. I they're, agree. They're right behind to get that last spot in the playoffs. And I have I have two of those three. Um, I have the Commies and the Pats as well, but I do have the Jets just outside the top ten. Lions Ooh. probably. If if I had a fourth team, it's probably the Detroit Lions. Um, okay. I absolutely take them over the Giants right now and the Seahawks. Um, yeah, and I'll start with my number 10. Uh, I have a team that has not seen my top 10 in quite some time, but they were there for a while. The Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. At number 10, 7 and 6. Uh, won't go too crazy about them, but the offense is healthy again. Uh, their look, dead offense looks, Justin Herbert's unreal. Um, Miami's not a terrible defense, and he kind of did his thing against that team. Uh, defense is still kind of banged up. We'll see what happens. Seven and six. I hope they make the playoffs because they're going to be a tough out, in my opinion. So, uh, Chargers number 10. Uh, my number 10, I'm dropping the Miami Dolphins to number 10. Um, those last two losses were really bad for them. Um, I spoke very highly of them throughout most of the season. Um, you got smoked <sighs> by San Francisco. And then you just played – who the hell did they just play? We just talked about them. They just Chargers. played the Chargers. That was a game they probably should have won, and they still lost. Their offense isn't clicking. Tua has looked terrible, and you expect them to win again in, a, in an environment that they hate, the cold. Um, I'm not sold on the Dolphins right now. They're still a really good team. The talent's there. Dolphins number 10. My um, number nine, I have those same Miami Dolphins, eight and five down one spot for me. Steve, Steve summed it up perfectly. Um, they are a very good team. Don't think they're built for the playoffs. They're not built. They don't run the ball well enough. Uh, they're not a cold-weather team. And it's nothing against Tua. He's had a great bounce-back season. Tyreek Hill and Waddle are incredibly dynamic. Arguably the top, you know, one-two in football, wide receiver-wise. And um, But I just don't think they are built for the playoffs yet. But still a relatively young team, a lot of talent. I like Mike McDaniel, and I, I still think a bright future for the Dolphins, my number nine. Uh, my number nine, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they've been battling for me in and out of my top ten being – or in the lower portion of my top ten. Um, that, was a, that was a good win against the Dolphins. Um, their offense is starting to click, like Jacob said. Um, Justin Herbert is so good. Um, still worried about their defense a little bit and blowing games, and not a fan of their head coach. But um, they're they're probably they might be able to get that last spot in the uh, the playoffs here. Absolutely, um, I have at my number eight uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Even with how ugly that game was, ugly with a capital U. Anthony Brown comes into the game after um, what, what's his quarterback, Steve? What was his name? Brett Hundley. Tyler Huntley um, Tyler uh, comes in he gets hurt in the third quarter and uh, Anthony Brown 
not even the best at Oregon, um, but the type of quarterback that the Ravens are looking for, you know, mobile option quarterback. So, you know, they know what they're looking for. Um, but they got the win, nonetheless. Ugly game, but it's a win. It's a rivalry game. You kind of throw records out. Ravens-Steelers, it doesn't matter how good or how bad those teams are. Uh, those games almost always are just they hate each other and they, they beat the shit out of each other when they play. Um, that Ravens defense, by the way, in the last, like, I think six weeks, five, six weeks, they are top three in a lot of uh, a lot of different categories. Really, since they made that trade for Roquan Smith and they got Patrick Queen back. Uh, team is defense is nasty. They that defense could carry them, I think, if Lamar gets healthy. Um, they could go on a run. And it I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender, but that defense could take them there, if that makes sense. Um, I have them at number eight. Uh, my number eight, call me crazy. I have the New York Jets. Okay. Um, they, they can compete with any team. It sounds crazy. I know it's Mike White. I mean, we love Mike White. He's better than Zach Wilson. Yes. But he's Mike White. Um, their defense is capable of beating, of keeping any good team at a low score. They're elite. All they got, all they got to do, is just be competent on offense, which they can do. Yeah. They have the ability. Um. I just like they, they just played Buffalo and they they only lost by eight. Like they, they, they only had Buffalo score 20 points for Buffalo. That seems like a low score. It's just yeah. they, their offense just needs to click. They have they have the power to to be good. And it was almost scoreless at half. Fun fact. Yeah, that game. The game was gross in the yeah. beginning. So um, my number seven down two spots. I have the worst 10 and three team of all time. The Minnesota Vikings. Literally, not even just saying that. Um, um, I'll just say, I, ha- I have them as the same, so we can just yeah, collaborate on this. Um, Minnesota, man, look, we, we talked about it. Great offense. Kirk Cousins is not the problem this year. Never thought I'd say that. He's had a couple up and down games, but overall, he's not the problem. It's the defense. Um, Dalvin Cook is a star. Justin Jefferson is a demigod. Um, Hawkinson fits that team really nicely. The defense is just hot dookie. Straight, just garbage can. That's just what it is. Honestly, if you're the Vikings, maybe if somebody like a Todd Bowles doesn't stay as a head coach, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think Todd Bowles is actually almost to the point too, where it's like, just be a defensive coordinator. Not even that. I, I wonder. I mean, maybe, maybe he does. I wonder if once he's done being a head coach, if he's just like, all right, I'm out. You know what I mean? Even for a couple of years. Um, I just – you need somebody on defense, whether it's a new D coordinator, whether it's just all new personnel. And I love Harrison Smith. They have, they, have, they have some talent on that defense. But I don't know if it's a new coach or what they need, but that defense is holding that team back. Um, by, by the way, I'm just going to run through this real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the National Football League league, like, leaders from, like, records standpoint. Eagles are a plus 138. Buffalo's a plus 132. Kansas City in third with a plus 86. Yeah. Dallas with a plus 131. And San Francisco with a plus 120. And then Minnesota is technically ranked fourth, and they're at a minus one. It's disgusting. It's crazy. Makes only, no sense. Like I said, the only team in NFL history to uh, have a negative point differential winning 10 of their first 13 games. So that's the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, number six, I might be lowballing them still especially after the way they, they won this week. But I just think that's how good the top 
six teams are in the NFL. I think they could go <laughs> anyway. I have the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, number six. Really? Yeah. The phenomenal team. Like I said, Tampa stinks. I think Brock Purdy can win them some playoff games, and that defense is going to keep them in every single game they play, you would think. But in the run game, I mean, but that injury to Debo really scares me. I, I, they're a little thin at wide out after him. I don't know, man. I just, they can be beat. If you, you get in a slugfest with them, Brock Purdy, he hasn't proven it yet, you know? And I think the other five teams in this list, in a one score game, I'm going to take them over Brock Purdy personally. So that's why I have the Niners at number six. I got you. I just didn't expect them to be at number six for you personally. I got you. I thought you. I thought you would have had them a little higher. I thought about it. Um, number six, I put them down a little bit. I have the Dallas Cowboys at number six. Yeah, that's where um, I was kind of. I was shook on. Um, they haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, and they almost lost to the worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah, they're they're, still, they're they're coasting right now, and it's they shouldn't. Yeah, be. they shouldn't be. They they got to get their heads out of their ass and start start playing seriously. Like you yeah. got a couple, you got a couple big games coming up. You play, yeah. you play, the, you play the Eagles next week. Like they're it, still not, they're still not out of getting that top spot. No, they're not. No, no. It makes me think of honestly. Ever since that Minnesota game, they're like, well, we can beat anybody as as bad as we want, and they kind of just they tread. And then with the Colts, like they like they beat the Colts, but it was like, oh shit, let's wake up and they put up thirty, however much it was in the fourth quarter, thirty three, I think. Like it's. They can't keep doing it like this, and it's going to bite them back in the ass at some point if and, they make their shit up. And another point. I don't know if you noticed this. Remember how good Dak Prescott was? Yeah, he he's – I think he's – since his injury, he is tied for first in interception since he's returned with like seven or eight. He hasn't been himself since that really nope. bad injury. Nope. That's a shame. He he was really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cowboys number six. Uh, my number five – who day? Not who dat, but who day? I also have the same. Cincinnati Bengals nine and four. They're getting hot at the right time. This is a carbon copy of the team from last year, except they're a little better. Their defense um, is way better. Yeah, it, they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Um, I just and they've been there. They've already, they're already battle tested. The, know what the biggest difference to me this year, other than their defenses, they went out and they spent money on that offensive line. And they stunk to start the season. Remember how bad they – like, he was still getting sacked all the time. And Yeah. The O-line has finally figured it out. You know, it, it takes time. You, They have it's, – it's essentially a brand-new offensive line all throughout, all five. Or it may as well be if it's not. Um, They finally have – it takes time, and they've they've gotten together, and they know how to work. And the continuity, it's, it's there. And the Bengals are a scary, scary team. And um, if there's anything else you want to say about them. Their offense is super electric. Yeah. Jamar Chase is so filthy. Um, How about T. Defense... Higgins this week? <laughs> Yo, if I'm a that fan, was if you're, rough. If you're a fancy manager of T. Higgins, you want to shoot. Dude. You want to shoot Zach Taylor right now, right in the face. Just right in the face. Like, how are you gonna say he's healthy? He plays. He gets one snap, and he well, doesn't play the rest of the he's game. He snuck on the field. Apparently, yeah. he tweaked this up in warmups. <laughs> And he snuck on the field. They were like, "Yo, dog, get the hell!" <laughs> that killed me. He, he's probably he's probably telling Joe, "Fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna be down there somewhere." <laughs> he's like, "Bro, just find me one play. Just find me. I need a tutty." <laughs> Expect but, that he wanted to play, but dude, you gotta stay healthy. Football guy of the week, T. Higgins. Um, 
My number four, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Like Steve said, you know, they should have lost this week. They have been coasting. The game against Indianapolis was also gross until the fourth quarter. But with that being said, they are 10-3. and three. They they have won. Um, and even without Dak, they went on that run. When everybody thought, isn't that crazy? They, they did not look good at all week one against Tampa Bay. Remember how how roles are reversed now. Um, everybody was like, oh, Dak's out. Cooper Rush coming in. And they won that game against Cincinnati. And they've just hung on. And now they are one of the best teams in the NFL. And a Super Bowl contender, for sure. And I just think that they are... They are so deep. Michael Parsons is unreal. And Dan Quinn is the best coordinator offensively or defensively in the NFL. And will 95% sure be a head coach next season. Uh, That's why I have Dallas at number four. My number four, call me crazy, I got the San Francisco 49ers. Not at all. I completely understand. We just flipped them. Yeah. Um, I. What's not to love about this team? Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last ever pick this year in the NFL draft. Not ever, but he was the last pick this year in the NFL draft. Um, and he looks great. Grant, they didn't play the greatest teams in the world, but the four, the Buccaneers have a very respectable defense. You can't you can't take that away. And he's doing his job. He's being more than a game manager. He's being more than Jimmy G is, honestly, if we're being honest. Yeah, fun fact. He had two throws outside the numbers, either just this week or since he's taken over. Jimmy G had zero in his three years, three or four years in San Francisco. Fun fact. Yeah, he's not afraid to throw the ball. He's pushing the ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And their defense is super scary. They have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And they're going to be a tough team. Like like Jacob said with the uh, Bengals for the AFC, the 49ers are the same team, but in the NFC. Yeah. They're going to be such a hard team to play against. Uh, My number three, I have touchdown. Kansas City. Uh, you might have to put two touchdowns for Kansas City at number three. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I think one, two, and three. It's blatantly obvious. Um, they were they just played with their food in the second half against uh, Denver. They were up twenty-seven nothing in that game. It wasn't close. Um, then they were like, "Oh shit, we actually got to play a little bit." But um, I mean, like I said, Mahomes did throw three picks. If you want to pick at anything. The defense isn't great. They're okay. Um, but, yeah, it's just. Chiefs are that team. Like, you can nitpick at them, but they're the Chiefs. They're still the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's Eric Bieniemy. It's Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones. Like, they're they're the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that's just. <laughs> they're, they're it's the Darius Toney. Um... <laughs> it's, it's MVS. It's Juju. It's Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh... Love Juju, though. I do, I do love Juju Smith-Schuster. Great name, too. Football guy. They have great names on that team. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> the Chiefs are just like, let's find the coolest name and just <laughs> sign him. Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> just awesome. Like, And, and then they have Chris Jones. <laughs> um, my number two. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Because I know you have them too as well. Um, Buffalo at number two. There's nothing we haven't said about them this year that 
we're not going to repeat right now. So I'm just saying Buffalo at two. Um, great win against the Jets. Ugly, doesn't matter. They won. I love the reporter after the game asking Josh Allen, what do you think about the offense? You know, doesn't really look like a Super Bowl offense right now. What do you think about that? And he just goes with a grin on his face. Okay. It's like the last thing that guy needs right now is any more fuel to his fire to, like, obliterate the AFC. So the Bills are ready. They're ready to dominate the AFC. They're the one seed again, too, after that, you know, Kansas City loss a couple weeks ago. So, <coughs> you know, with, with a head-to-head tiebreaker on Kansas City. Cincinnati only one game back. I can't, Cincinnati and, and Baltimore, I think that's going to be a fun race. I, I hope Lamar gets healthy. Um, because I, I would love to see um, a winner take off for the AFC North in Week 18. But, yeah, and then obviously, number one, go Eagles. That was like a year ago or two years ago today. Fun fact. Oh, the go Eagles? Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Go Eagles. <laughs> As he gets arrested. I just can't. Like, it's, it's that's just Philly in a nutshell. It's like... The Eagles are are doing something. Hey, last time they were twelve and one. They was, were they went to the Super Bowl. When what was that? The Wentz year? Yeah. I thought they were like eleven and two. They were they ended the season thirteen and three, but were they twelve and one? I could have sworn they were eleven and two. I, I I'm probably wrong. I'm not afraid to admit that. I just it was like the last the last three times they started a season like eleven and one or twelve and one or something. They've went to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they're the best team in football right now, and Jalen Hurts is, is the, the MVP. MVP. No, it's that's just it's, true. It's not even close now. I'm sorry, Pat Mahomes. It's it's not close right now. Jalen Hurts has three interceptions on the year. Pat Mahomes had three interceptions against the Broncos. Like, like, say that sentence again. How many interceptions does Jalen Hurts have this season? Three. Yeah, who would have thought that? Uh, I'm not afraid to say uh, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, to uh, be he, fair, nobody uh, thought he was going to be this good. Like, no, I said on. I said he was going to have a huge bounce back year, but I never expected to be. Nobody, nobody expected him to be the MVP of the league when they drafted him. No. Right. I mean. Second year quarterback, second second round pick out of Oklahoma, formerly Alabama. I just, and, no, go ahead, man. And to even put it in a better perspective, I believe I talked to you about this very briefly. Jalen Hurts' 2022 season beats Carson Wentz's 2017 season, the season where he was supposed to win the MVP. He beats him in almost every category. Yeah, quarterback quarterback numbers wise. Yeah, and what's even better is that Jalen Hurts is a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, You know, and Jalen Hurts, when he runs with a ball, he doesn't even look like he's going that fast. He's more like a power runner. He's like, very – what's the word I'm looking for? He's very aware of what he's doing. Yes. His and IQ he, is very high. Like Justin Field, him and Justin Fields are very similar in that sense. And not to take anything away from – Hurts is better throwing the ball than Justin Fields is. Justin Fields running the ball is like nothing I've ever seen. And Oh, he's insane running the ball. I, and I say that. Mike Vick is one thing. You know what I mean? He's – but Justin Fields is just different. Like, he's bigger, stronger, faster than Mike was. Mike yeah, Vick was Mike a running Vick's back. Mike Vick's just the OG. The OG he was the OG, and he was the running back playing quarterback. Mike Vick had a cannon on him, though, too. People oh forget my about God. that. And the lefty. It's so beautiful watching that left-handed throw, too. Like, it was yeah. just um, 
fun fact, I know you're an Eagles fan, but growing up when we did, when I think of Mike Vick, I still think of Atlanta Falcons, Mike Vick. No, you're not wrong. Great, great, great success with Philly too. But I still think of number seven and the and those super sexy all blacks with the red and the white. You know what I mean? Uh, in, in Atlanta, but yeah, I yeah. Jay, with Jalen Hurts though, to get back to him, it's he's. I think he's sitting at like what sixty eight percent completion percentage too, something like yeah, that. His, his and I completion know, percentage is stupid high. I know the NFL anymore. It's like people are just getting higher. And like if you look back to. John Elway and Troy Aikman and Marino, their completion percentages were not this high. It's, it's a different game, you know? Um, so that's like hard to, but even amongst quarterbacks, I don't know where he ranks, but it's got to be high in completion percentage. So Jalen Hurts is the MVP. It's, he's at, he's at a 68 completion percentage. But, but that's, I, I forget where it is ranked in the NFL. I don't I don't know where it's ranked, but his other numbers, he's first interceptions with the least. His yeah. QBR is fourth. His touchdown passes are fifth. And his, his passing yards is only tenth, but still, he's doing his job. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, completion percentage. Um, oh, my God. This I can't. Jalen Hurts is fourth. Um, number one, I ain't right back. Stop. Geno Smith boy? is completing 71.5% of his passes. That's what Jalen Hurts' completion percentage is in December Yeah, so far. Uh, number two, Mac Jones at 68.2%. Get the hell out of here, dude. Number three is Joe Burrow at 68.1%. Okay, now it's starting to make sense. Number four, Jalen Hurts at uh, 68 even. Number six... Wait, where's number five? Oh, number five must not qualify. That's probably why. It's probably one of those, you know what I mean? Not 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 yeah. thrown enough, or whatever. Not min- um, the minimum pass is thrown. Matt Ryan is sixty-seven point eight. Ew. He he gets hit, but when he throws the ball, he completes it. <laughs> <laughs> For every pass he doesn't complete, he's getting hit. <laughs> Literally, um, Matt Ryan doesn't have terrible numbers when you look at it either. He he's got. 2,875 yards, a 67.8% completion percentage, 6.7 yards per throw. Not great, but but then you get to the touchdown interception, 13 to 13 touchdown interception. But he's also been, although to be fair, he's been sacked 35 times. It's tied for fourth most in the NFL. Jalen Hurts has been sacked, tied for sixth most at 34. Really? I didn't even know that. All right, let's. I got to do this before we go now. For sacks, yeah, number one. Just if you had think about who's number one in the NFL, like that offensive lines and everything. Um, hmm. well, at first it was Joe Barrow. I'm gonna go probably Davis Mills. Um, no, no, uh, bad offensive lines, bad offensive lines. Oh, Justin Herbert. So Herbert is actually number nine on that list. Okay, number one. Russell Wilson. You know, I was eventually going to say the Broncos because yeah. I know their offensive line is dookie. Yeah, number one is Russ. Number two is Danny Dimes. Um, so 43 for Russ, 41 for Danny Dimes. Number three, my boy Justin Fields at 40. Um, number four, tied for fourth, Matt Ryan and Joe Burrow at 35. Joe um, still in the top five. Well, a lot of that was earlier in the season, though, too, to be fair. Um, number six, tied for sixth. 
Geno Smith and Jalen Hurts at 34. Kirk Cousins at number eight with 33. Justin Herbert, number nine with 30. And then Tannehill, number 10 with 29. So uh, QBR, where does Jalen Hurts sit? Uh, Jalen Hurts is fourth in QBR, the ESPN stat. And he's number one in quarterback rating, just the, the all of the, the stat itself. Um, touchdown passes, he is tied for fifth with Rodgers and Goff. But like you said, interceptions, he has the least amount for any qualifying quarterback. Um, yards per game, he is he's a little bit further down. He's number 10. But that's just because he doesn't throw like that. But. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is it's he's the MVP. It's just that's just how it is. By the way, looking at his career so far, forty-four touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, ninety-four uh, rating. Yeah, very very okay. efficient, very efficient. So, James, what we got uh, what do we got uh, this day in sports? Uh, well, also real quick, since the second half of the year last year, that's when Jalen Hurts really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but so on this day in sports. Um, in 1920, Jack Dempsey, you had to have heard the name Jack Dempsey. Yes. Um, one of the best boxers of all time, um, knocks out Bill Brennan in 12 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title on this day in 1920. And on this day, it is Wednesday, December 14th. Um, also I have to give a happy early birthday shout out to the greatest woman alive. Barbara Jacobs. Oh my God. Happy birthday, Barb. December 15th. Yeah. Happy birthday, Barb. Love you, Mama. I know you won't hear this, but I love you so much. Um, 1941, I had to include this, Steve. The first NFL divisional playoff game, Bears-Packers. Bears 33, Packers 14. Nice. Had to include it. Bear the fuck down. Um, 1947, the Cleveland Browns defeat the New York Yankees because they were actually a team before the Giants and the Jets. Um, in the AAFC championship game, um, in 1953, the Brooklyn Dodgers signed pitcher, one of the greatest of all time, Sandy Koufax. Legend. Legend, dude. 1958, the late great Pat Summerall kicks a game-winning field goal for the New York Giants against the Cleveland Browns at Yankee Stadium. Not many people knew that. He was actually a kicker before he was the uh, – I was about the to broadcaster. say, P- Pat Summerall was one of the greatest uh, commenters or commentators. Ever, yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, Bobby Orr. Uh, for the uh, the Boston Bruins in 1968, he scores his first career hat trick against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, in 1977, the Boston Red Sox trade legendary pitcher Fergie Jenkins – to the Texas Rangers on this day in 1977. That's a cool name. Yeah, Fergie Jenkins. Um, in 1988, Miami Heat win their first ever game, 89-88 over the L.A. Clippers. They had lost their first 17. So they went 1-17 at that point. Nice. <laughs> Tank uh, to win. Literally. Uh, 1991... Uh, Michigan's own Desmond Howard is awarded the 57th Heisman Trophy Award. Also, shout out Caleb Williams, the obvious award winner this year, but Caleb won the Heisman on Friday night or Saturday night. Saturday, excuse me. 
1996, the 62nd ever Heisman Award, uh, Danny Werfel out of Florida, the quarterback. Was I remember that name. Yes, yeah, started in college. Was That's about it. Um, <laughs> in 1997, I will have to – I'm going to send this to you right now because you have to see the, the mustache on this man. <laughs> I just – you're going to lose your mind when you see it. Mustache? Yeah, I need to I need to get your reaction before I say his name. I'll say it, but I just I want to get a live reaction. <laughs> there it is. Dude, can we talk about that neck hair? Yeah, that's he's a he looks like a fucking werewolf, dude. Um nineteen ninety seven, Phoenix Coyote winger Mike Gartner becomes the fifth NHL player ever to score seven hundred goals. That's pretty cool. Um, in 1998, Ricky Williams, run Ricky run, the um, the marijuana legend himself, uh, 64th Heisman Trophy Award winner out of Texas. One of the most electric running backs you'll ever see if you ever look back on highlight videos, NFL or college. It was crazy. Um, in 2009, Mark Ingram out of Alabama wins the 75th Heisman Trophy Award winner. He's one of the first ones that I remember to see when the uh, when the Heisman back then. Um, 2019, 10 years later, who wins it but the best quarterback on probably the best college team ever, Joe Burrow, LSU. Highest percentage of first place votes ever, 90.7%. Crazy. And he went to Ohio State originally and then transferred to LSU. Fun fact. Him, I think him and Justin Fields are actually on the same team. Maybe? No, because maybe. Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. So I forget. But on this day, last year, this is the last one for the uh, the history part, um, Steph Curry breaks the all-time three-point record past Ray Allen with number 2974. And he's still going. Also, he actually left the game early tonight against the Pacers with an injury, I believe. Do you think someone would ever break Steph Curry's three-point record? I would say no. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone did. But with the way the game – but to be fair, big guys are starting to come back a little bit more. I know they're shooting more. But, like, big guys are kind of coming back into the league a little bit. Jalo, before bring him back. Oh, God, Steve. Don't do that to me. Just imagine Jello Okafor in the 70s. Come on. He'd be a beast. Absolutely. Um, although he couldn't play defense to save his life, so he'd gotten his ass beat. Um, maybe like the 2000s. Maybe that. He was like 10 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have our happy birthday section here. Happy birthday to Ernie Davis, the uh, legendary running back. Uh, went to Syracuse. He was the first African-American to win the Heisman Trophy in 1961. Um, died pretty young, though, in 1963, actually. But uh, was born in New Salem, Pennsylvania. Um, happy birthday to one of the most infamous Major League Baseball players of all time. One of the best calls of all time. Vin Scully in the 1986 World Series with the Mets and the Red Sox. Buckner behind the bag. Oh, my God. And the ball goes through this man's no, leg. He had to move. Yeah. It he took a long getting, time until he came back. He was getting so many death threats. My mom was telling me about that. She she watched that game. Yeah. And she, she was like, 
his life was ruined yeah. for so long. And he was and an all star. I remember they welcomed him back at um at Fenway and they actually gave him a standing ovation. He he was, he, he, was, he like cried, yeah. Yeah, he was so scared to walk into Fenway. I, you can't blame him. He was a great player though too. He actually he did die in twenty nineteen though. It's a shame. Um but yeah, eighty six. But he was the batting champ in nineteen eighty. So like he was he was a heck of a player. Um happy birthday to Craig Biggio. Recently named a Hall of Famer pretty pretty recent ago. Seven-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner, five-time Silver Slugger. Fun fact as well, other than, you know, that Kevin, his son, is in the major leagues. Um, Craig actually started as a catcher. I don't know if you knew that. Ended up moving to second base. Fun fact. Um, happy birthday to the late great – well, not I hate to say that. Anthony Mason. Uh, he was a forward for the Knicks, the Hornets, four other teams. Um, passed away in 2015. I think he had like a heart attack or something like that. Um, but he was a like he was on some of those Knicks teams with like Patrick Ewing back in the 90s that really went at it with the Bulls and the Pacers. Um, he was like a a big tough guy, kind of like a bouncer. Um, we're almost done here. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Bundy himself, Chris Terrian, former Flyers defenseman. I remember that name. Yeah. Well, he he does. Um, he works for the Flyers now too. He's like, or at least he was. Forget if he's still there. Um, he does like the inside the glass stuff. Like oh for, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that name sounds. Yeah, familiar. they're they're honest reporter. Yeah, he they called him Bundy though because he looked like um, what's his face from um Al from Al Bundy from Married with Children. Mm-hmm. They they always called him Bundy. Um, happy birthday too. Oh yeah. San Francisco 49ers head football coach, Kyle Shanahan. Happy birthday, coach. And last but not least, I forgot this was on the screenshot. I'm screaming. I got to send this to you, too. This is I, – I just about broke. Um, happy birthday to Nicholas Batum. Oh, my God. One of our favorite basketball players of all time. Yeah, look at the screenshot. Don't you don't have to say it. It's just that's just right in my face. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, thought that's what, I thought that's what they were calling Nicholas Batum. Yeah, great, great question. Uh, yeah, that was on this day in sports. Um, oh yeah, so we got about an hour and a half in. I'd say hour and a half to uh, maybe an hour forty in. Nice little podcast this this, this time. Yeah. Good talk. We did miss the shorts though. Missed our boy, of course. Um, needed to hope, hope you get some good rest tonight, though, Declan. Uh, we'll have to ask him how we, uh, how he did in his matches. I did not get to uh, hear. Do you know if they won? Uh, what was it yesterday or Monday? They had one today. I know they, they, they had two this week, though. I, I believe they're four and zero right now. And one of the kids um, bowled a three hundred today. Did he? Yeah. Wow, Declan just missed a three hundred in his in his league. He was playing and not not for school, mm-hmm. but um, he bowled because you have to bowl all ten frames. You have to bowl ten. Uh, we have to bowl twelve strikes in a row. He got ten, and then he I think he had a six and a spare, or whatever. What he bowl like a two eighty five, two eighty six, like a two eighty six. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> nah, it's impressive though. Nah, Declan, dude, Declan's I, a I stud. Yeah, Declan, keep it up, kid. I hope. Uh, Make us proud here on the North South Podcast. So, but um, 
I guess that that about does it. That probably about wraps us up. Um, yeah. <coughs> Steve, bowl game's coming up. That oh, is yeah. super exciting. Um, I know you just filled out your picks before we started. Um, any tips for the listeners or any any um, any fun other than the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers? Um, any other games that you, uh, you're looking out for in this bowl season? I am an absolute rookie when it comes to college football. Yeah. So you got to throw in some underdogs here and there because you just never know. Yeah. Um, plus some great cool bowl names, by the way. Oh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. The Barstool Bowl, the Barstool Arizona Bowl, or whatever it is. Yeah, the, is it some action? Are they getting action? They have some action. Love it. I think the, it's like the Ohio Bobcats or whatever, and like one of the Michigan teams, something like that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they're getting Ohio. Yeah, they got Ohio. Who, who, who? Just give me a one, one dog you like. Um. See, I want to say North Carolina, but that defense is so bad. And Oregon's not a bad team. Um, I don't have them, like, right in front of me. Um, I think I like Kansas State over Alabama. It's a bigger game. Um, okay. And another one that I think I might like, I think USC is playing Tulane, if I'm not mistaken. And Tulane actually won the American Athletic Conference, I believe. Um, they, they were, like, 12-1 and this year, or 11-2. and um, that USC defense stinks. Um, fifteen percent of people did take Tulane. Yeah, so anybody can win that game, in my opinion. By I the way, Penn, USC Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, Penn State Utah. That's a fun. That's got great game written all over it. Thirty percent um, pick Penn State. I, I like Utah on that one. Yeah, Penn, but Sean Clifford's last game as a as the Penn State quarterback. We'll see. Um, yeah, Oregon. Okay, is that's gonna fine. Smoke. I think Oregon's going to smoke North Carolina. Sean Clifford's not that great. No, I agree. They're, I think they're moving on to bigger and better things. Um, obviously, got to say go blue. We'll be talking about that one. As there's, we get no, closer. There, there's no way Mississippi, Mississippi State loses now. No shot. No there's shot. Not. No way. I'll put the um, house on it? Put the house on it? <laughs> you put the house on it, and then you give me five bucks when they win. No. $5? If I put the house on it, I'd give you like 200 bucks. Done. <laughs> I'm in. Um, I'm not dumping my whole savings account on that. No, no shot. <laughs> no, because you'll lose, and then you'll be like, "You blew it." I would be this not a great. I would take a leave of absence from the pod if that was the case. That's understandable. I I agree. Um, no, but super excited. We'll be keeping you updated on our standings. I believe we have ten of us in the group. If I'm not mistaken, we're just doing this for fun, right? Oh, no money involved. All yeah. fun. I mean, bragging rights, whether it's you know what you're doing or not. It's it's bragging rights. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I have no clue what I'm doing. So <laughs> as of right now, let me see if I can name all 10 without looking. It's obviously the three co-hosts, me, the shorts, and Zanelli. We have Logan, my brother. We have Mr. Whittle, our boy. Uh, we have our boy Walt Archer, had to do it. Um, Archie in there. We have Mike Ropars, recurring guest. Uh, College guru literally he's gonna beat the shit out of all of us with this um my cousin jason stein great listener know you're listening right now the stink pickle himself um our boy dev long time listener our awl and um 
Matt Pearson, our other uh, one of our other co-hosts at one point for the NBA playoff talk. Great episode, by the way. That was a good one with Matt. Um, those are the 10. And if anybody else, like I said, if you hear this before it starts or you're listening to the last episode we did, feel free to join us. Um, it is like 1040 right now. I have to work in the morning. I will not be editing the podcast tonight. Um, maybe tomorrow I can try. Um, we're going to do our best to have it out for you by Friday the 16th. So once again, happy birthday to Mama. Well, Gancars now. I said Barbara Jacobs. Wow. Barbara Gancars. She's always a Jacobs at heart. That's okay. She's a Jacobs geek like me. Um, hope you have the best day ever, Mama. Um, any final thoughts, Zanelli? Other than that, I, I, I think I already asked you that, but that's okay. Um, For once, I have no final thoughts for this week. Go Birds. Go birds, as always. Go college football, bowl games. Yeah, go um, bowl games. Um, R.I.P. Mike Leach. Uh, drink some cold beer. Yeah. Happy almost Christmas. Yeah, Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. I can't wait to see what you got me. I, I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I dead ass believe we got each other the same thing. Steve, I dead it. I'm telling you, we did not get each other the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure we did. I'm no, sure. we put no. I showed Logan, and even Logan said, yeah, you didn't get each other the same thing. Okay. I need you, I need you to send it to Logan. I'll, I'll send you his number. I need you to send it to Logan just to see if we got each other the same thing, because I will lose my shit if we did. If, if he tells me yes, do I tell you, or do I just keep it a surprise? No, we have to tell each other if that's the case. Because it's okay. funny. I mean, if if you'd rather keep it a surprise, yeah, but let's let's just keep it a surprise. Well, so we... but then that's not fair. Then it's just a surprise to me, not to you, asshole. Also, oh. I got an update on your second gift. It's it's it just got shipped today, so oh, that's it, exciting. It, it was, there was a little late, so that's okay. Logan literally just bought my gift on Monday, so <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't think it's gonna be here by Christmas. <laughs> I said, Yeah, well, I guess you're not getting your gift then, asshole. No. But final thoughts for me. Um, I got to work on my uh, my present for my my beautiful girlfriend. Um, not going to say what it is in case, God forbid, she for some odd reason decides to listen and I give it away. Um, but I need to work on that. I'm going to take some more medicine so I don't sound like a chain smoker um, next time I, I do the pod. And um, school's over. So I'm just workaholicing now. I can say I got the job at Enterprise. I had, uh, I'm going to be driving cars at the Greensboro airport. Um, so that's pretty fun at orientation today. I start uh, next Wednesday. I'm going to start working part-time internship starts soon. It's a good time. I'm excited. So Gatlinburg, I was in Gatlinburg this weekend. That was a lot of fun. Great time. So, um, but I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you have work in like six hours. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, for that being said, uh, this has been another episode of the North South Pod. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias. And um, keep us posted on what you guys want to hear, all the good stuff. Uh, so for our boy, the Shorts, who could not be here tonight, this is Jacob signing off for Zanelli as well. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Have a good one. And deuces.
I got the whole crowd jumping. Jacob's in the shorts, got the podcast bumping. Best sports talk, baby, can't tell me nothing. Picking with the best in the game on the mic. Nothing but respect, but you know we gotta fight. Hot takes, know we bring the heat like a blitz, though. Strong will, keeping it a hundred like a pitch, though. Woo! Gotta bring the passion. Brothers don't miss Steph Clay, they splashing. All the talk shows were south, your favorites. You ain't gonna wanna skip like Bayless. <laughs> Coming to you live in CPA, the true boys with the smarts, no GPA. So tune in, listen up, cause there's more to know. It's more south, turn it up and enjoy the show.